And hello, movie lovers. Today, tonight, I actually have my good friend Frenchie, and of course, I actually have an awesome guest, JTE. What better way to actually talk about Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger than the one and only JTE who loves Arnold just as much as we do and Stallone? So, with that being said, let's go on ahead. Let's do this. All right. Great logo. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, man, welcome back to the show. Last time we you were on and everything, we actually did a Rambo 2 review. We had a good mm-hmm. time doing that. And of course, Frenchie and I were talking. We're like, what better way to do this than with none other than JTE of the movie yeah. Trivia Schmodown, who always liked to have that little slice of pie of Arnie and Sly. So listen, yeah. our today's kids, they have Iron Man and Captain America. My Captain America was John Rambo. My Iron Man was the T-100, okay? (laughs) They were the superheroes that I grew up with. I loved Marvel Comics, and when Marvel started doing that whole thing, it was like a dream come true for me. (laughs) I was like, Captain America movie? Like Avengers? Awesome. But these two guys, these were the leaders of the the superhero movement in my childhood because they were, you know, it's so funny. Everything's about IP now, and, you know, how do we get this IP? And, you know, then we put a star in there. Stallone and Schwarzenegger were their IPs. They are yeah. movie stars. And the thing I love about both of them is they're not your average leading man. They're not your Mel Gibson or your, you know, Clark Gable. These guys had very distinct qualities about them that made them movie stars. And I feel like we don't get that nowadays. Uh, Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling, I love them both, but could they be interchangeable? In a way, Yes. The way Stallone and Arnold talked, just their voice gave them such a originality and something that made them different than any other actor. And I can't wait to talk about their careers because I think they have strengths and weaknesses each. And I think they both played to those strengths for the most part in the best way possible. Most definitely. I want to be clear, too, because I've been seeing the comments in the Facebook posts uh, John did. A lot, and some people were talking about, oh, this better actor, this better actor. We're not here to see who's the better actor. I want right. to make clear to the audience here, we are here to see who had the best overall filmography um, as a whole. Because to be honest, like there is, in my uh, in opinion, one better actor than the other. But the other yeah. actor has classic one-liners, has goofy movies that are as enjoyable. So it's not about the acting. It's about the movies themselves. True. Yeah, that's very true. And, you know, I think that, you know, when you look at franchises as a whole, you have your Terminator, you actually have your Rambo, you also have other things within Stallone and also Arnold as well. So with that being said, let's go ahead, let's get started. So like I said, we have Rambo, we also have Terminator, then we also have the other uh, Stallone's movies and everything too, Rocky, which which is another franchise I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And which is totally different than what Arnold would have played as well. If you actually look at it is a big bulky dude uh, and you have Stallone, who's not that big, that bulky. If you actually think about it and that broad, like Arnold is. And then of course you also have uh, the Conan Barbarian t- uh, movies that uh, Arnold did too. So that's also another franchise that we can actually talk about, but what sticks out to you when you think of Stallone and Arnold JT? As far as franchises? Yes. The funny thing about it is when I think of Stallone franchises, he was the main attraction. Uh, Stallone went on to direct a lot of the Rocky films. Uh, I think if you talk to some of the directors, uh, the Rambo movies, I mean, he eventually came to direct part four, but he had a very strong input onto like how those movies were made. In Rambo three, he fired the director, I think like two weeks into production because he didn't like how it was going brought in another director. And I think at that point, that director is a work for hire. Stallone's running the show. <laughs> and I think the start, I think so. I think a lot of times his franchises were, it was about Stallone and his involvement. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you, I asked you who directed uh, Rambo three, you probably don't remember <laughs> rock Rambo two. George Cosmosis didn't really have a huge career outside of like maybe tombstone and Cobra. But again, those were movies that Kurt Russell basically took over tombstone and I think Cobra was basically very heavily influenced by Stallone. Schwarzenegger had James Cameron, one of the greatest. Like, I almost 
if you're like, all right, who made that movie? Arnold is perfect casting. Who casted mm-hmm. him? James Cameron. Cam- so I think a lot of the credit for those Terminator movies, especially the first two mainly, because those are only two really good ones. Those are James Cameron's achievements. And he found Arnold and put him in the perfect place. Whereas I feel like, especially Rocky, Stallone's DNA is woven into every aspect. He wrote them. He directed some of them. That's his character. I mean, so for me, I see Stallone's franchises as something that is part of his DNA. Whereas Arnold's franchises are something that he just attached himself to great directors and was cast. I mean, John Milius, who direct is a legend in Hollywood, who directed mm-hmm. Conan the Barbarian. Second one, not so good. I don't even know who directed the second one. Uh, it's cheesy fun, but no one thinks about when you think Conan the Barbarian, no one thinks of the sequel, Conan the Destroyer. Yeah. So, right. The highest peak of Arnold Schwarzenegger is like Predator and Terminator. Oh, and are two of the best directors of action films ever made. (laughs) We're talking John McTiernan and James Cameron. So to me, I kind of give the edge to Stallone in some ways because I think he gets more credit for those franchises and those Mm -hmm. movies, whereas I give the filmmakers more credit for what Arnold pulled off. Well, for for me, is it Stallone versus Schwarzenegger when it comes to franchises? It's substance versus style. Stallone is substance. Rocky, even Rambo... It touches about PTSD. It touches about, mm-hmm. you know, having a mm-hmm. dream. It touches, like, human trait characters that everyone can relate to in some level and really is much more layered characters. Where yeah. Schwarzenegger is that guy you want to be. It's that awesome character that has not much emotion, not much nuance or layers to, but is the most entertaining, badass motherfucker that you mm-hmm. want by your side at a dogfight, you know? So exactly. Very two different approaches. Like I said, Arnold Schwarzenegger is director-oriented. He he surrounds himself with the right people mm-hmm. and have the right chemistry to just make successes. Whereas Stallone, you know, he does his own stuff, but you can see the Stallonisms in his characters, like Rocky, he's kind of Rocky and, and, you know, it, he is Stallone in a certain way, especially the later, the, the, the later franchises, if we're also maybe including Creed in that, you can see more and more of, of his past experiences and his, his wisdom going into the characters. So it's personally, I do lean towards Stallone, but I don't want to take away from Schwarzenegger because there's something valuable about that pure action star that is not mm-hmm. as nuanced, but it's as entertaining and is as valuable in my opinion. So I'm still uh, uh, a coin flip on that one. Right. I will say the funny and, thing is, I think the Rocky movies outside of five, I like all of them to varying degrees. And I think they're all very good, if not great. Arnold, once he lost Cameron in that Terminator franchise, it's bad. Terminator 3 is like passable. Salvation, he's not even in, except for he's a CGI thing at the end. Like deep fake, yeah. Genesis is awful. Genesis is bottom of the barrel. Again, all these directors he worked with after Cameron just couldn't. They're just as the regular directors are not really good. McGee's not a very good director, but, in my opinion. But right. question for you, like Terminator One and Two are so iconic. Mm-hmm. If you put them together, even though the rest were, were poor dog yeah. shit, right? Mm-hmm. The epic level of the first and second one does it hold up to one to four, and then the other ones in Rocky? Like if you combine all them, all the good uh, Rocky movies, and combining all, all the good Terminator, let's say Predator first one as a mm-hmm. whole. Where do you go on the scales here? Yeah, it's, that's where it gets a little bit harder because T2 is just a masterpiece of filmmaking. Right. But First Blood, in my opinion, is also but on a smaller scale. So I think it comes down to, do you want that big James Cameron special effects heavy action film? Or do you want the small, nuanced, you know, more of a mood? The First Blood movie, the tone and the mood is so dark at times. It definitely so, is. And it, it's like, do you want spaghetti or do you want, you know, Ficino Alfredo? They're both pastas, but they're very different pastas. Exactly. So it De- just comes down to which one. Yeah. But they're both and amazing. You see, I want to get on. Uh, this is what I want to talk to you about though, too, was, okay. I said this in the, my Rambo one review that mm-hmm. it, dealing with the PTSD is a different layer to this movie because of the fact you're dealing with PTSD. It also yeah. has a horror element to it mixed in with this survivalist 
thing because he survived the uh, survived the war. He's also trying to figure out where he fits into this world that has changed mm-hmm. whenever he went to war. And then you also have T2, which is hands down my favorite Terminator movie at, of all time. No and question. like Frenchie said, you want to be mm-hmm. Arnold. You want to be walking inside that bar and saying, I want that guy's clothes and the boots and stuff like that and walk around with the Ray-Bans in your hands and ride off into the with the motorcycle. And that's what I wanted as a kid as well. And, you know, like you said, it's two different types of it's two different types of pasta. You know what I'm saying? You've got a Fini of Shredo. Then you also have the chicken Parmesan. So, yeah. well, you know, and uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll say this. So for me, I think of both movies. One movie, Terminator 2, is interested in showing you everything under the hood. We're going to show you the newest special effects. So maybe my favorite scene in T2 is maybe the minigun and the T-1000 in the helicopter and then the chase. Everything is on the screen. The money is on the screen. And you're kind of just in awe of the special effects and action filmmaking. One of my favorite scenes from First Blood is when they go into the woods for the first time to capture him. And you don't see him take out half the guys. He's not seen until the very end when Brian Dennehy is up against a tree. You hear a dog get killed. You hear another guy yelling in the background with a booby trap. Those are two very different ways of doing really bad ass scenes. One is I have all the effects and money in the world. And I'm I'm going to show you everything. The other one is your imagination is doing half of the work for you. And a lot of times in movies, what you imagined is better than what they could show you. So they're two very different action movies and two very different styles. I agree and disagree because in all honesty, and probably going to get persecuted for this, I started Rambo very late. I, I grew up in a very, very conservative religious family. Oh, okay. Like watching Rambo is like watching the devil type of shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started out actually, my first Rambo experience was the uh, later continuation of the fourth one. The older Rambo, and that was my first my, my first taste, and I loved it. I did not know much. I knew a bit of the backstory, but without really seeing it. And then I revisited the old ones, and I'll be honest, I didn't like it that much. It was fun, mm-hmm. but I never really connected. The only one I truly connect is four, fifth one. I don't even talk about. That's horrible in my yeah, opinion. Fifth one was not very good. It, yeah. it, it felt it's like, like it Home Alone and Saw script and yeah. put Rambo on it. You know, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. Feel like a, it felt like a different movie. But the fourth one really grabbed me emotionally. There's something about yeah, I, I understood why he wanted to make this one, why it was a, a bright time. The message, the, the the character I felt was really well fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Whereas the first or third one is a, an interesting, more nuanced than Stallone, but it kind of made me sometimes like ask myself, like, is this gonna end one day? That like it's it's this okay, it's Okay, are, are we getting somewhere? So if for franchise-wise, Rambo, I don't even consider it as something that I'm near dear. It means I'm just considering Rocky. Because Rocky as a whole, for me, is probably the best, the first and second one, the best sports movie of all time. Mm-hmm. And knowing the backstory, like uh, us in, uh, in Canada, we have the, the, the equivalent of HBO Max. For us, it's Crave. And I watched recently a uh, documentary about the making of um, of the, the Rocky movies mm-hmm. and the actual um, rivalry between him and I forgot his name. Uh, the, the actor plays Apollo. Carl Weathers, yep. Yeah, there's times they were actually trying to punch each other for real in the mm-hmm. scenes and the, 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 um, the scenes that were actually mad at each other, they were pissed and it bleeds out to this most amazing tangible scenes that you can't recreate anymore. They don't make movies like that. No. It was a small budget. Let's just do this shit, and it works so well that the first one won an Oscar. You yeah. can't recreate best that. picture. Yeah, yeah right. best picture winner. Um, I do want to mention this though too that I really liked. I grew up with um, Rambo three. I started off with Rambo three, and then I love Rambo to, three. I, I think know, it's underappreciated. So I Rambo so two and three are what Terminator two are doing. They went from right. that. Let's not show you everything. To Terminator 2 style, we're gonna blow up Vietnam, <laughs> we're gonna blow up Afghanistan. Like, but I think the filmmaking is really impressive in both those sequels because I think Rambo First World Part 2 was the highest grossing movie that year and it was nominated for a few Oscars in editing. I think that is the beginning of the one-man army. <laughs> uh Commando came afterwards. Mm. You know, John Wayne and Dirty Harry, there were cops, but 
First Blood Part Two was the beginning of the one man army, and it's yeah. m- one of the most copied. Like Chuck Norris tried doing it, everyone else tried doing it afterwards. But the original one man army was Rambo First Blood Part Two. He went back and, and won the Vietnam War. <laughs> but three for me, the the iconic scene is of course the opening scene where you wind up seeing them fight, uh, do the stick fighting. That is hands down <laughs> yeah. my favorite scene over and over again. I'll watch that opening scene and I'll still be just like a kid eating popcorn, watching it for the very first time. And I also grew up in a very religious home, though, too. But for some reason or another, I was able to watch horror movies and I was able to watch Rambo. So I guess it wasn't that religious to begin with, but still, I had a good time <laughs> watching these movies. But I want to yeah. transition into some of their standalones since we've been talking about yeah. their franchises. But before we do, I do have a point because again, I, I'm still in a flip coin when it comes to the franchises. One thing I want to point out though is again, we're talking about a lot of Sloan substance and like the the mm-hmm. the awesomeness of Rambo and the depth of of um, of uh, of Rocky. What I need to uh, to point out is Arnold Schwarzenegger's like one liners in his like mm. the cheesiness and the one liner funds in Terminator. In, I'll consider uh, like Conan and uh, and even Predator, even though he, he appeared in one, it's still a franchise. His one-liners are so freaking memorable. That makes what Arnold is now is he's quick, quippy, almost emotionless delivers that just stuck in movie Goldham, and you can quote over and over. And the 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 the, the little moments of just pure cheese. Is what attracts me to, to Arnold's in, in, in because his standalone movies are good. He has a couple of one-liners, especially the, the early action movies, but nothing per- personally compares to I'll be back, stick around, shit like that. And also the least chopper. And <laughs> I think I think my favorite is please don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired after he <laughs> broke his neck. <laughs> I I don't love Commando, I like it, but he has some great lines in that movie. And so, that dead tired one is just chef's kiss. <laughs> okay, I, I say we deliver, John. I say we deliberate. I we choose for the franchises our winner, and then we choose for standalones and try to decide after. Okay. Yeah, I'm, that going, works. I'm going with Schwarzenegger. Like I have more fun with Schwarzenegger when it comes to his franchises, even Conan. Yeah, I to me his only franchise really is Terminator and, and Conan. Conan, bro. Conan's one good movie. I think Conan Destroyer is kind of fun. But to me, if you're talking just franchises, Stallone has seven. If you're not counting the creeds, uh, count the creeds. You have eight movies in there. You got five Rambos <laughs> like and those are, like I said, because you can't have those franchises without Stallone. Right. Uh, Creed, the next Creed film is the first one to not have him. So I'm curious to see how it does without him. But you literally could have Terminator without Schwarzenegger. They didn't have him in Salvation. Uh, they didn't have him in Sarah, Sarah, you know, TV show, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Um, but, but you can have Predator, him. Predator, he's in the first movie, but that's it. But you can have him not have him in T2. He makes the movie. Yeah. Like, T2 is so iconic that... Because of James he, Cameron. I, think, right. I, I trust James Cameron enough for if he took Arnold out of T2 and did something ah, else, nah. he could have done it. Nah. He could, I, I James Cameron has never because done anything I, wrong. I can even agree with that because of the fact that James did take him out of the franchise and then puts him in like True Lies and puts him in yeah. that movie. So wait, which we'll get out, outside of Conan and Terminator. Does he have any other franchises? No, no. Well, again, I, I kind of nah. It's a cheap, but for me, Predator. He started off Predator. He's not in other ones, but he yeah, pretty but much started Predator. If you're not but, in your own franchise, then. That's a Predator franchise. That's not an Arnold franchise. That is a Predator franchise. played in front. semantics. But you know, I I have to agree with you though, JT. When it comes down to Stallone, because I love the Rainbow franchise. The layers. That's one thing I like about Stallone is the layers that he has, just showing us a character, developing that character, and also whenever he has that one, the uh, lines that he delivers in the very first First Blood movie. Where he talks about how it's different whenever he's coming home, people making fun of him, trying to fit into this world, and his captain's trying to, his general's trying to calm him down. That pulls all my heartstrings every time I see it. And then also too, the other part with Adrian, whenever she's when she's actually telling Rocky, "I don't want you to be fighting anymore," and then Mickey comes out there, 
hey, listen, son, you need to go out there and you need to fight. And then you have, uh, of course, uh, Adrian's brother telling her, what the hell are you doing? This is what he does. He's a fighter. This is oh. who. Yeah. Also, this- Expendables. And he the, pulled Arnold into it. But, he's but like, come into my own franchise. But that's Stallone's <laughs> franchise. Bro. Here's the thing. Like, I'm looking at franchise like like the good and the bad, right? Yeah, yeah. Arnold had a couple of bad Terminators. But with Expandables, for me, like that brings down his quality of of of, of Oh, I like you know, that nineties flavor though. Listen, I love the first I love the first two Expendables. First one. The last oh, 30 shit. minutes is action-packed. The second one is the best because it has its tongue-in-cheek. And I, I, two is just a blast. Three is not very good. But that's, again, Stallone. And he has a fourth one coming out this year. A fourth thing, Listen, you might not like them, but they are making a fourth one because they are that successful. And that's, again, another Shucks. Stallone directed, wrote, produced, Fran- he's the Fran- I mean, the guy is Mr. Franchise. I don't think outside of Tom Cruise, who else could do it? On, on paper, it should have worked. It's like the all stars of all the mm-hmm. fucking like action movies are, but the movies are just so boring. I like, I, I, I can't, I cannot. I, I, they're exciting. They, there's stuff that you can actually be excited about with Stallone when it comes down to his franchises and stuff. I mean, come on, you actually, if you look at Rambo 3, he actually takes down a whole entire chopper. By himself, single-handedly, oh, with a Gatling gun. Then you also have the whole entire deal with in Rambo. Whenever you're taking down these sher- these sheriffs' department, then you, and uh, then of course in Rocky, you're dealing with a whole lot of other stuff. Whenever you're dealing with it, the the relationship between Adrian and of course mm-hmm. Rocky, but then you're also dealing with the battle out on the ring against these people that are trying to fight against him. And that's what makes you stay even glued more in. Put it him. this way. Can you imagine a Terminator film without Schwarzenegger? I can because I've seen it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> can, I picture, can I picture a Predator film without Arnold? I have because I've seen it. But they're not good. I like Predator too, And I even like Prey was awesome. Did you see Prey? Prey was good. Prey was okay, good. That, but can Prey you imagine a concept. Rambo or but, a Rocky movie without Stallone? No. Okay. <laughs> I have a question for you then, JT. Mm-hmm. If, like, obviously, you're taking Stallone. I get it. But if you have to choose between the Rambo franchise and the Rocky franchise and t- a race one, what are you doing, bro? Wait, say that again? So if you have to just take one franchise and erase uh-huh. the other franchise to history, do a butterfly effect, they never existed. Okay, what's my choices? Yeah. What am I choosing? Yeah, no, Rocky or uh, or Rambo. I'll take the Rocky because I think I'm more of a character study kind of guy. I love action movies. That's why I love both these guys. But some of my favorite films are like The Wrestler, One for Little Cuckoo's Nest. I love character studies where you get to know a character and kind of fall in love with that character. So for me, Rocky is one of my favorite characters ever. I love Arnold, but I mean, his most memorable character is probably the Terminator and he's a robot. <laughs> I, but I, that doesn't take, I don't want to take anything away from Arnold because I love Arnold. He's a unique specimen. His charm and charisma is unique to him. Uh, but for me, just because my personal taste is more character, I love movies that are more, more about characters. That's why I kind of lean more Stallone. All right. All right. So now let's transition into the standalones now because I actually have a lot of the standalones with Stallone that I really like, and there's also a lot that I like with Arnold. Now, Arnold is good whenever it comes down to some of his comedies and things like that, too. But he's also a big, bulky guy where he's actually hard to actually slither into other places. Like if he wants to be an agent, you know, that's Arnold. For instance, you have True Lies. Then with Stallone, you actually have him playing an assassin going after um, Antonio Banderas' character. And he can actually play that kind of guy where if he needed to, he can go undercover and not be that recognizable compared to Arnold because basically he's actually the size of the rock during that time where he's this big bulky guy. So is actually, he's easier to notice versus Stallone. Yeah. Stallone could blend in like Stallone walks into a bank. You're not going to notice him. Schwarzenegger walks into a bank. You're like, what the hell is that? Like he's just, he's a larger than life character, but I think, you know, Arnold uses that to his advantage at times. And just like Stallone, because he's able to play a cop or, you know, an assassin or a regular 
truck driver who happens to arm wrestle on the side. He's <laughs> able to do that and kind of, you know, he could be the everyday, he could be your everyday man. Whereas it's harder for Arnold to be the everyday guy. But, but at this, at the same time, Arnold can be that everyday guy in a sense that he does comedies. He can play the, the guy. Yeah. But trying the comedy is a fucking toy and, and beating up Sinbad. I mean, it, like there's his most successful comedy is kindergarten cop. The reason yep. it's so funny is because that guy is a kindergarten teacher. Like you watch it, you're like, that guy, what he, this guy is not a kindergarten teacher. Well, so, junior, but that's, bro, junior. But that's a, mm-hmm. well, not a good I, movie. I, I, nah, Again. Like Cop because there's in kindergarten cop, there's so much more quotable stuff in kindergarten cop versus junior. Like it's not a tumor. Who's your daddy? Well, what does he do? <laughs> here's the thing. It sounds like a negative, but the reason Arnold is better in comedy than Stallone is because he worked with Ivan Reitman. He That's worked true. with people who were really well known in the comedy realm, like twins. Like he attached himself to these great directors. Stallone didn't do that. And that's where I have to give Arnold credit, but he's not an everyday guy in those movies. It's funny because Arnold's pregnant. It's funny because Arnold is trying to be a kinder cop because he sticks out like a sore thumb. So he was right. able to use that larger than life persona to enhance those movies he never really played an everyday guy. True Lies is probably the closest. And again, it's a joke because he's a computer salesman. No computer salesman <laughs> looks like that. And so he uses it to his advantage. But I can't think of a movie where I watch it. I'm the like. Sixth day. The sixth day he plays the superhuman and he plays that everyday guy that's confused about what the fuck's happening. Yeah, but he's Can't a helicopter believe. pilot, I think, who's like, you know, he doesn't. And that he started doing it more when he was older. Because as his body was not in, you know, in the insane, best, shape. best shape, as he got older, he was able to do a little bit more. But just his accent, the way he talks, the way he carries himself, he's going to stick out in almost every way. All right. So so let's choose one movie each for every character. Um, I'm going to start with Stallone. I, I got to talk about – I'm not gonna necessarily going to take a good movie – but it's still a movie that's close to my heart. But I want I want to see what you guys think about it. Judge Dredd. Mm. For me, Judge Dredd, I loved it when I first discovered it. Then I discovered Dredd. And I was like, oh, okay, that's a Judge Dredd movie. That's a Judge Dredd movie. The other one's a Stallone movie. <laughs> that's a difference. <laughs> one's a Stallone movie, one's a Dredd movie. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like Judge Dredd for me feels like him trying to capture schwarzenegger's um you know persona of that cold one-liner funny and just fails at it so bad yet again really still charming and watchable if you're going in mindset that this is a horrible ass movie but this is still like him trying to be arnold and not being able to be arnold yeah arnold would have been better in that movie and it also Stallone did, and the director did not get along in that movie. And it I shows. think that is something that Stallone, I think has had trouble with. He's such a controlling person that he, he likes to be in control of his films. The one thing I give Arnold, you know, some credit for is he was able to just let the director be the director, but Stallone was working with much lesser directors, but I think that was probably by choice. I think he liked a director who wasn't as big as James Cameron or John McTiernan because he would, that way he would have control throughout the production. He's like, I'm Stallone. Who are you? James Cameron told Arnold what to do. He, I mean, I, he wasn't going to tell James Cameron what to do. So I think Stallone's ego might have hurt him in his career in that aspect, whereas Arnold attached himself to the best of the best and you know trusted them that – I wish, like going back, I wish Stallone worked with John McTiernan just once. I would have loved if Stallone worked with – Cameron or some of these other directors or Paul Verhoeven. A Total Recall is probably one of my favorite Arnold films outside of the Terminator ones. Paul Verhoeven's a great director. He's worked Arnold worked with great directors who knew how to use them. And I wish Stallone would have done that a little bit more because I I feel like he could have made some amazing films in his heyday. I I find that Schwarzenegger has a lot more diversity in like it's funny, like we're talking about franchise nuances when it comes to uh, Stallone and very blockbuster-ish in Markham Schwarzenegger. But when it comes to uh, the standalones, I find Schwarzenegger's characters in movies a lot more diversified, a lot more interesting than Stallone's. You, you look at Stallone's filmography. Look, let's let's go ahead for, for two seconds here. Um, Death Rapes 2000, 
uh, fucking Roger Corman. Yeah, and like the movie that the most horrible movie I've ever seen in my life, which is second, uh, the the one with the the mom. Stopping my mom. Stopping machine. my mom. Machine. Yeah, like yeah, horrible the, movie. Yeah, horrible. Yeah. And like, but cool I'll say boy. this: Stallone, the one time he worked with the director who really knew how to do comedy was John Landis, and I think Oscar is his best comedy. And I think it's True. a very underappreciated film, but you know what? He's working with a great comedic director. Uh, so I think Stallone was capable. He just didn't work with the right directors. Whereas right. Stallone found, not Stallone, I mean, Arnold went and found these auteurs who were just great filmmakers and Stallone didn't do that. He, he went with the lesser known and maybe he went more for the money, unfortunately. Definitely. And, you know, I think that also too, you also had Arnold at the time that was, Got talked uh, Stallone into stopping my mom will shoot because he's like, you know, I'm going to be signing up for stopping my mom will shoot. So therefore Stallone's like, you know what? No, you're not. I'm going to do it myself. And then next thing you know, that movie winds up bombing because of that, because of his own ego, because of the fact that he wanted to try to beat out Arnold out of something. And Mm -hmm. you even have that little nod that of of that two in twins where basically he looks at Stallone's muscles and he looks at his and laughs at it. But I yeah. definitely agree, though, with Frenchie, though, too, where, yeah, you, he's a fun person to actually play certain roles. He's delivers comedic timing. Also, too, you also have the one-liners that you can remember versus Stallone, where you don't even really have any one-liners. You don't have anything to remember or anything like that either, other than I am the law. That's like the only thing that you can remember out of Judge Dredd. Oh, that, yeah. And Adrian. Adrian is, for me, is the yeah. one-liner. I yeah. think the closest Stallone got to kind of filling in for an Arnold role would probably Demolition Man. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, that very, was my favorite. It's, it's a very funny film. Uh, Stallone delivers the lines well. He has some good one-liners. It's the closest I think he did to his version of a Stallone movie. That, and it's, and I think the cast is really good. Uh, you know, Simon Phoenix, Wesley Snipes, awesome villain for him to play off of. Sandra Bullock before she was Sandra Bullock. So, yeah. So, like, to me, he's capable of it. Just didn't always work out. And didn't find the right director, like you said, to, yeah. to be able to help him with that. Yeah. Um, but oh, going in like, it, the one thing I got to say, I appreciate Stallone for trying something also very different. Even though for me it's not a Stallone movie, I do have to give a nod to him playing the voice of King Shark in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Like going the, the, the Vin Diesel route of like having a very small role and just a couple of lines – but making it work, say like I can see no one else playing King Shark than Stallone. He fits <laughs> perfectly, and you can see that he can have comedic timing. Just don't put him on screen. <laughs> well, again, he's working with a great director and James Gunn, and the great directors know how to use these two guys. They know how to use them to their most potential, and uh, I think Stallone, you know, working with James Gunn and also Guardians Galaxy too. I think Gunn just knows how to, he knows what he's working with. He's working with Stallone. He knows how to use him. And uh, I think Arnold, like I said, he worked with better talent. And I think that's why, you know, some of his films were more successful and more variety in a lot of ways and why he was successful in comedy. Cause he worked with Ivan Reitman. Um, he just, I wish Stallone would have done that more. Right. I feel that still a social Like if we're looking again, compare, right. Mm-hmm. The growth in acting, because the, the purpose of an actor, like you, both Stallone and Schwarzenegger, like their, their early movies, except for their first Arnold was not uh, like as a documentary, but like they're actually acting movies. They're both bad. They're both on the same level. But if you look at the progression, wait a minute, Rocky, he was down there uh, for best actor. Oh no, okay, it, it, action movies like the the the. Oh, you're just talking the, action, like actually like. The things that are not assets of we're not talking about like franchises, we're talking about standalone no, movies. But here's what I'll say is Stallone, because he could play the everyday guy, his first few films after Rocky, uh, Fist, which was basically a Jimmy Hoffa movie, Nighthawks with Rutger Hauer. He did some movies that you're like, Oh, he's actually acting in this movie, he's playing a character. Whereas I feel like Arnold kind of stayed in his lane. He knew what he was good at, and he kind of stayed in his lane. But to correct you, JT, his first movies was the party at Kitty, uh, Kitty and Studs, and the Lord, uh, the Lords of Flashbush. Lord of Flashbush, great example. That is a movie that I think you know he did that with um, the Fonz, uh, Henry Winkler. 
he's good in that movie and he shows some comedic chops in that movie. Um, and death race 2000, he played the villain in that film a really over the top villain, that Roger Corman movie. So to me, once he did Rocky and you gotta remember, he wasn't seen as an action star. If you watch the original trailer for the Rocky film, they compared him to Robert De Niro, Marlon Brando, Robert Redford. They said he, they thought he was going to be the next De Niro. Like he was going to be the next big actor. And he didn't quite become that because he went the action franchise route. But his early career, before he got into the, you know, all the Rockies and the Rambos, he really was going for the acting. He was going for like, I'm going to be He's a going fully actor. committed. But then things yeah. advanced. And he, I, I personally find like he does like evolve a bit. But there is a plateau with Stallone versus Schwarzenegger. I found that more and more he advanced, more you can see he got more and more timing, more and more diverse in his role, more and more comfortable. Well, with the me, uh, so look at movies like Copland. Um, Copland is a great example of him like, you know what? I did all these action movies, all these franchises. I'm going to try to go back to just being an actor. And I think that's a great film and a great performance. Um, but I don't, I can't think of a source thing where I said, Oh my God, what a great performance. That's outside of the regular Arnold. Like, <laughs> this is like Oscar. Nom uh, yeah. Like kind of. Oscar in Stallone was nominated again for Creed. He was, when Copland came out, there was like people saying he might get nominated, nominated. He was nominated for the first Rocky film. Um, uh, the word Oscar in nomination has never come close to Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's no. never been in there's never been a whisper of it. So I don't know how you could say, yeah, he might've got more comfortable when he was older and started doing more roles because he was getting older. But like, what movie would you put up and be like, here's the, here's Arnold, the actor. What movie would you show me for that? Uh, Maggie was interesting. Very different. Um, yes. But 2015. But- you're talking at the twilight of his career. <laughs> like I get that he tried to do that, but no one was like, talking about Maggie when it came out. It was like, oh, cool. He's trying something different. But no one was like, you need to well, see Maggie. <laughs> he's not bad at Maggie. Don't get me wrong. He's I, good. I'm but glad. Yeah, he is good. But I, I just think you look at Stallone. Uh, he should have won the Oscar for Creed. I don't think Mark Rylance was that great in Bridge of Spies. I don't know how he lost to Mark Rylance. I think Mark Rylance is a great actor. But Bridge of Spies, I didn't think he was anything amazing. No. There was nothing that special about Brent of Spies, to be honest. He was great. Bones and all this year. Mark Rylance was amazing in that. But Brent of Spies, he like, I, I, don't get, I think it, what happened was Spielberg wanted an Oscar and he's like, give it to Mark Rylance. There's <laughs> nothing. <laughs> that movie didn't win anything else. No. And, you know, let's also talk about something else that I like, though, too. With Stallone, my other favorite movie is I love Copland. Copland is handed down one of my favorites. I was going to talk about that. Great, I'm glad great. that you mentioned it because I like the slow pacing, the slow build of it, and this mm-hmm. whole entire detective kind of role that Stallone's trying to play in his small town and everything, too, and trying to protect his town. So that's something I liked about it. But another movie I really liked with Stallone was Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger oh. is my other favorite movie because of the fact so that good. you're. Yes, I love the very beginning of it where he's trying to help this one other person uh, to survive and everything during this whole entire thing. And then something winds up happening. And of course, that person winds up dying. And then next thing you know, it that's actually haunting him throughout his life where he's having PTSD about that one event and him having to cope with that while also trying to cope with someone being kidnapped and all this other stuff to go awry. So I definitely love that movie. What I'll say about Cliffinger is he caught a director at a really great moment in his career because Rennie Harlan just came off Die Hard 2, which I love Die Hard 2. I think it's underappreciated. I think it's not as good as the first movie, but it's a lot closer than people give it credit for. And Cliffhanger's, honestly, Cliffhanger might be the best Die Hard ripoff. I mean, obviously there's Under Siege, Air Force One, you know, all these other movies, Sudden Death. I think Cliffhanger, the filmmaking in that movie is amazing. I think it's, I just watched the 4K on my projector recently, and I was so impressed by the filmmaking in it. And it's great to see Stallone with somebody at the top of their game. They reteamed later for a movie called Driven, which is horrible. Uh, It's a horrible movie, (laughs) and it's directed by Rennie Harlan. But that just goes to show you that movie was done at the top of Rennie Harlan's career. And Arnold, not Arnold, Stallone was looking for a big hit because he had a couple flops. But that was a perfect marriage of star and director at the right time. 
And then when they were both at the kind of the bottom of their careers, they tried to re-team and it didn't work. So it's all about timing a lot of times in Hollywood. But yeah, like we said at the beginning, it's not just about like the, the, the acting itself, but about the movies itself, right? And you said mm-hmm. yourself, Schwarzenegger knew how to surround himself. And if you really compare both of the filmographies, like again, Stallone has a interesting and a couple good, really good movies and then really bad flops. I'm looking at at uh, Schwarzenegger's filmography, and I mean, except for like the second Conan, a lot of them are freaking classics. We're talking about The Running Man, Predator, um, <clears throat> Conan, Terminator. Uh, we're talking about Last Action Hero, True Lies, Junior, uh, End of Days, which arguable, I really loved it. Six Days, one of my favorites. Like, wow, as a movie way, a, a movie mm-hmm. um, like Sorry. perspective. I find his movies a lot more enjoyable to watch, except for like the Rockies, maybe. Yeah. Well, they both had their, they both, I believe Stallone owned the 80s. If you mm. compare their filmographies, Stallone owned the 80s. And obviously the late 70s, he really just had Rocky 1 and 2. His other films were kind of not very good. But the 80s was Stallone's time period. He, I think he dominated Arnold in that time period. I think Stallone, I think Arnold dominated the 90s. Who dominated 2000s, in your opinion? So both of them in the early 2000s weren't working. Arnold was a governor. It was stepped away mm-hmm. from acting. Stallone was just, he was on the outs in Hollywood. So I think post, it wasn't until Rocky Balboa came out, which I love Rocky Balboa. One of the most quoted movies, I think, of the Rocky franchise because of that speech. Just so many great moments of Rocky Balboa. I think from that point on, Stallone came back. And he went back to his franchises. He went back to Rambo. He started the Expendables. Arnold has yet to make, honestly, a really great movie since he came back, in my opinion. I, I can't like sabotage. I kill Gunther. I think he has like 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think it's a good movie. If you like it, awesome. I fucking but love it. Here's the thing I was excited for that because it has a lot of SNL people in it. I was so excited for that movie and I saw it and I thought it was horrible, but that's just my opinion. But the critical, like he has yet to have a hit. I think the last stand might be one of the best films he's done since coming back. I like the last stand, but again, really interesting director, a Korean director who made really great movies in Korea. So like I watched the last stand and I see again, <laughs> what Arnold does, he attaches himself to an interesting director. Um, but, What's a good Arnold movie post post his comeback? Of would, you, would you consider Maggie? Because Maggie's probably one of the most dramatic ones. Maggie's dramatic, but it's slow. I'm just saying it would, did not hit pop culture. It was not a hit at the box office. It was a small indie film. Mm-hmm. Like Arnold Stallone has had Creed, Creed 2, nominated for Creed, the Expendable franchise, which you might not like it, but they're hits. And a lot of people enjoy, especially the first two. Uh, he has Suicide Squad. <laughs> uh, I I actually like Bullet to the Head. I think it's kind of fun. Walter Hill. That's an example of him working with actually a really good director. I think it's kind of a cheesy movie and it's not great, but it's it's. it's I had a fun time watching Bull- Bullet to the Head. Me too. Jason, Jason Momoa is really good in that as a bad guy. Um, so for me, I think Stone has definitely had the better resurgence. Only because I don't think Arnold seems that interested, honestly. Whereas Arnold and I love Tulsa King, by the way. I thought that was, show was very entertaining. Tulsa King is hands down one of my favorite shows that yeah, Stallone's done. Now, I think it's smart that Arnold is going back. I mean, listen, Terminator Genesis was awful. I like Dark Fate. I thought it was pretty decent, um, and Arnold was good in that. But he was not the star of the movie. It was you know Linda Hamilton and all the other new cast members. So. What is like to me, Arnold has been f- having fun playing side characters and doing some cool stuff here and there, but he has his career has not gotten back to the level Stallone's career has gotten to since they both came back. Right. I felt like at that time, Arnold was trying to do what Vin Diesel did with the Fast and the Furious franchise was go back to a franchise that he was familiar with to where he could actually get that stardom again. It just didn't work pan out for him or anything like that because of the scripts and because of the directing styles and stuff like that wasn't yeah. equal to what Cameron did. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it was actually hard to measure up from that kind of style. So that's not no fault of Arnold because of the fact that he was actually passionate about it. It's just that the style, the direction that they chose to go in wasn't that great. But yeah. now 
as far as one of my other favorite Arnold movies, aside from Kindergarten Cop and everything, I would have to now I do quote um, Jingle All the Way, which is a comedy. But another uh, fun one that I love watching as far as the Arnold movies go is, you know, I love Last Action Hero and yep, and End of Days. And the reason why I like End of Days, though, is because of this. Because of the fact he's playing a detective, and I know this is Frenchie's favorite movie, though, too. No, Six it, Day. For me, six six, day. The Six Day? Okay, my bad. But End of Days, for me, the reason why I like this one is because it's a horror element within an action film. He's also a detective trying to do something different and trying to figure out how to actually stop the devil from actually happening in the year 2000. So you actually have something that's different that he's actually working outside of his wheelhouse, where you have an action star who's playing in a horror movie while also trying to solve a crime. So I really like how he thought outside the box with that. Some people like, I don't really care for it. But if you actually look at the elements of it, of what he was trying to capture, I thought it was really good. I I watched End of Days like two weeks ago. (laughs) So it's, I think cool concepts some cool stuff in there. Mm -hmm. I just don't think Peter Heim was the, best director to do it um i think great concept and thought i just don't think the execution was quite there it's not a bad movie i watched it it's arnold i i was entertained but am i gonna throw it in the top 10 arnold movies nowhere close yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not in top but it's still one of my favorites i don't have to mention i don't know if we're gonna count or not but pumping iron man like it is a documentary, a documentary. yeah it's good but one. The person that's why that's how he become uh, became a superstar. His personality, mm-hmm. his presence. He was not the main star of the thing, but he he stood out so much that it kept going to him that he stood out as something you could do. You don't know what you can do with, right? But you can do something with him. And and for me, he he he. You can really see the real Arnold, and as a whole, the documentary without him would have been. Boring as fuck. Well, yeah, I like, well, I like the Lou Frigno story. Um, but also Arnold has said that he played up his villainous role. Like the directors needed more of a story in the documentary so that he really played it up. So in the way he was acting, even though it was a documentary, but yeah, I love him in that movie. He's so entertaining. He's the reason to watch that movie. Um, I mean, I listen, I love both these guys. <laughs> I love Arnold. I love Stallone. Uh, they have different careers and they've both made different choices that affected your career. Um, I grew up more of a Stallone guy, but one of my best friends I grew up with was Arnold guy. So we'd always be arguing and there was times where he would win and there's times I would win. So, I mean, these are two of the He's, best to ever do it. I wish we had actors like this today. So I really too. don't think we do. The rock, the rock. Sorry. No, the rock hasn't done an R rate action movie. Like yeah. ever. <laughs> well, the closest to today's time would be Statham would actually yeah. be the closest. He's the closest. And he's that's why he's in Expendables. I don't think that's an right. accident. <laughs> and do you know this next Expendables film? Stallone's only playing kind of a co-star. It's really Statham's film this time. Oh, nice. That's okay. gonna make me yeah. want to see it even St- more now. Yeah, Statham's the lead. And Arnold, I th- I think Stallone Arnold's I think shows up, but Ar- Stallone's only in it for like 15 minutes. It's Statham's film. Oh. All right. Well, I think that's everything that we had wanted to cover as far as this segment goes. JT, thank you so much for doing this segment well, we with us. Choose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do we choose who wins? Yeah, we can choose who wins. I was also going to let the um, the people vote. People vote though too. Yeah, because hey, we'll let, do that. whatever you want to do. I mean, I've made my case. Okay, I'm a Stallone fan growing up. I think th- I'll just do a closing argument. I love both these guys. Stallone to me, because he's able to play the everyday man and the over the top Adonis, like Rocky four, he's a superhero Rambo two and three. He is a superhero, but I could also watch Rocky and first blood and Nighthawks and some of these other films and be like, Oh, I could just lock up, lock up. You guys seen lock up with Stallone? Yeah. I love lock up. That's he's just playing an average everyday guy. I love that movie. He's somebody who's in you know prison. Donald Sutherland is torturing him. I love that I could get that everyday guy, and then I could go watch Cobra and see the most <laughs> over the top eighties action movie. I that's one thing I think you know you don't really get with Schwarzenegger. You don't get the everyday guy. He's larger than life, but he's worked with really great directors who knew how to use that. 
Um, and when it comes to franchises, I think that to me, that's the most lopsided. I think Stallone just got some beat, but when it comes to movies outside of the franchise, I'd probably give it to Arnold T2 predator total recall. Those are amazing movies. And I think they're better than cliffhanger or demolition man. So it's not an easy pick, to, you which one, which one, but for me, I will go with Stallone because while I think Stallone owned the 80s and Schwarzenegger won the 90s, it's a tie, 1-1. But who wins after that? Once they come back from their governing days and once they come out of their hole when they were basically not making movies for 10 years, in the latter half of their career, I give it to Stallone over Schwarzenegger. So that's a tiebreaker for me. And for me, I'm going to go Schwarzenegger, hands down. Um, like, you're right. When it comes to franchises, I do retract a bit. Like, with your arguments, it is a bit lopsided. But still, for me, T2 as a whole, still, it's very, like, that one movie, but it's so close that all the other movies, in my opinion, for Stallone. But you are right. But when it comes to standalone, Schwarzenegger, I have more fun. Uh, there's more diversity. And he played in three of the best sci-fis to ever did. Predator, Terminator 2, and 1. Let's stop it up. And Total Recall. Great. So yeah, just for that them. fact alone, it's like, and then you got his comedies. Like, it, it, Jingle All the Way and Junior. Are like, it, the unexpected factor of, of Arnold having these deliveries of, of, you know, Kindergarten Cop, you cannot get it out of your head. So, for me, that's more lopsided uh, on that side for the standalone. So because of that, the combination of T2 and all of the standalones, Schwarzenegger wins, man. But do you agree Sloan had the better career after they came back? Yeah, but it's it's it, I understand like the, the tit for tat, right? Mm-hmm. 80s was uh, Stallone, 90s Schwarzenegger, and post is, is Stallone. But the quality of the, the dominance of the 90s, for me, still trumps. You know, yeah. it's it's yeah, two versus one, but that one is so strong that it kind of like still counterbalances. It. I get it. I also give Stallone points for being a director and writer. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, his DNA are just part of those films, and he puts his all his life. Rocky Balboa is literally life lessons with Stallone for two hours, and I love it. And while I love Terminator and I love watching T one thousand get blown up and come back together. As a kid, nothing was more exciting to me than a fight in Rocky movie. When in that movie, when he fights Mr. T at the end, when he fought the Russian, Rocky II actually might have one of the best fights of all the films. Those fights to me were just nothing was more exciting than those Rocky fights to me. I don't know why, because I cared about that character so much that when you got to those fights, I was so invested. And I can't, I love Arnold. I love his over the top personality and his larger than life persona, but I never cared for his characters. Like I cared for Rocky Balboa. Like I just never, I was never that emotionally attached. It was Arnold. He had a huge gun. He was funny in kindergarten cop and twins. But what to me, there's never a character where I'm like, man, I, I feel that character in so many different ways. I relate to that character so many ways. Because Arnold is just, he's a different type of actor. He, I was never able to, T-1000 is, he's a robot. <laughs> I love him in that. but And I love the storytelling and he's I love the, the direction. He's the perfect robot. But he's the he's perfect there. robot. But to me, Rocky Rocky Balboa is just a more memorable character. And I, I lean towards the character. That's all there goes to it. And you see, I, I agree with that though too. Because of the fact that I love Arnold. I like. The fact that, you know, you have those standalone films with Arnold, you have the comedies, the one-liners, you have those things. But like you said, JT, the reason why I like Stallone, though, is because he pulls you into this story of Rocky, who's an underdog. You're rooting for the underdog. You also have the threat of the fact that, you know, especially that whole entire thing with against the German and things like that, too, with his health and his condition. And you're wondering what's going to what's the outcome for him. And therefore, you're afraid for him, just like as Adrian is afraid for him. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it's like the, they're talking to the audience at the same time that they're talking about his condition. And that's and I feel like with Arnold, though, is it's very one dimensional to the point where you care about his character for a little bit. And then after those 90 minutes of that movie is over with, it's like, OK, he survived. He's good to go. With with Rocky, though, you have continuations of Rocky. 
to the point where you're like, okay, is he going to be okay? Is he also going to be okay? What's going to be happening with him? Well, yeah, you, you care for then, more for Stallone characters, but Arnold brings you to a universe that is so unique. Again, well, again, you're giving. I think you're giving Arnold a little too much credit. When I I love Total Recall, it is one of my favorite sci-fi. I love Total Recall. It's one of my favorite sci-fi movies. Mm-mm. But I give that credit to Paul Verhoeven. But Paul you, Verhoeven made that movie amazing. Yeah, if, but if, another, comp- if a lesser director comp- made that, it would just be a fun Arnold movie. There's makes a it reason, great. There's Paul a Verhoeven. reason the directors attach the amazing Wait directors attach. You don't think Arnold. anybody else could have starred in Total Recall? But there's a reason they go to him. Yeah, like he has they want the box office, they want the money, they want that. Listen, the directors did a very smart job of hiring Arnold to be in those movies, but I could see somebody else playing in those roles. I can't see anybody else playing. But I, I no, it, Rocky Balboa. The way he speaks, no one can deliver one-liners like him. It's his accent, his cadence, mm-hmm. his deliverance. I get what you mean that like he doesn't bring the nuance, but you can you can't replace Arnold's deliverance and and cadence, man. It's mm-hmm. unique to him. No one ever comes close. Even the imitations of people trying to get well, them. I can yeah, say the not- same about Art. I can say about the same about Stallone. Nobody sounds, talks, and looks like St- like but- both these guys. Their cadence is what makes them so unique, and not just a regular <laughs> leading man. They both have very unique sounds, very unique voices, very unique physiques. So they both have those strengths. JT, me, you in a ring and a spelling bee, okay? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Okay, I have my phone right this. here. I'll <laughs> but that's why I think Arnold's I think Arnold Sloan were the two top guys, right? Yeah. I think Van Damme, Seagal, what made them action stars was because they were different than your leading man. Mm-hmm. Van Damme had that accent, he had that different look, he had those martial arts. Seagal looked like some you know weird guy in a mall with a ponytail but he had something about him that stood out from everybody else and that's what i miss in my action stars i want i miss having these people who are unlike anybody else and are able to you know have the dedication that makes itself look the way they are skull's fat now so he didn't he, he kind of fell off the board yeah, but that has attitude. i just i miss the action star of the eighties and nineties. Cause I don't <laughs> think we have that today. And I think we're now they just put on a, a body suit and special effects. These, the special effect was them. They were the special effect yeah. in their movies. And that's what I miss. Same here as well. So my question for you guys is this, who won out of this debate? Was it Frenchie? Was it JTE? Was it me? Uh, who had the better battle? Who actually had the better time, though? Too was it Stallone or was it Arnold? Who won the eighties? Who won the nineties? Because to us, the nineties won towards Arnold, and then the winner also in the eighties was Stallone. So tell us in the comments below, and also too, this will be part of my community section too, so you guys can vote later on and tell us what you think won. So, but that being said, that's going to end it for tonight's segment. But Wednesday nights, don't forget to come back over here at 8 o'clock sometime, 9 o'clock Eastern time as we have our Last of Us after show. And then I'm also kicking off the Scream review franchise for the rewatches. So that's going to be happening on Sunday night. And we're going to be continuing that all the way up until the release of the new Scream movie. And then in March, I'm also doing all the John Wick rewatches too. And awesome. don't forget to visit the Benverse. We are a collection of eight channels that pull together to, to really give you the best quality of uh, movie coverage and just arguing with uh, with people we, we love about <laughs> movies we love. So go check on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, we are everywhere. And again, we are eight channels that band together. Do not miss a thing. Is, is the Benverse dedicated to Ben Affleck as Batman? No, uh, uh, our uh, our phone, uh, our phone. Uh, we lost a good friend in the community. Uh, oh, dude, Ben, ben Rayner. Rayner. I love Ben. Yeah, I was on his yeah. show. I was on his show just like a few weeks before he passed, and yeah. he messaged me two days before he passed. To, and I was gonna come on that week. So, so yeah, know, so I, it's dedicated to Ben. R.I.P. Yeah. You know, I donated to the live stream when you guys did it, and you know. Ben was just a great guy, man. Yeah. He definitely was. So, so sad. We, we, we tried to live uh, to make his uh, his legacy live on, man. That's awesome. I love hearing that, and uh, I love that his spirit is being carried on throughout your guys' channel. Thanks, sir. All right, guys. Well, that's gonna be it for tonight, and always until next time, guys. Bye, bye.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.